What's going on, Spartan Nation? What's going on? We we are here. This is your boys. We back. We back. Spartan Dogs Podcast is here. I am your co-host, West Coast Rail, joined by my guy, Devin Armstrong. How are you doing, sir? Oh, man, been busy. Busy with work, but, you know, uh, I'm loving the start to this basketball season that we got going on. It's kind of taking my mind off uh, what's been happening with the football team, that's for sure. Uh, hey, hey, football is still getting better, though. I'll tell you that much. But you're right. Basketball is the topic. Basketball is the hot topic of the uh, of the week so far. Um, how are you feeling about the basketball season, the start of it? You know, with the one-point loss to Gonzaga first, uh, and now we won uh, – versus Kentucky in double overtime. How are you feeling about this basketball program so far? I mean, you know, to, you know, just to kind of uh, go on, on that subject a little bit here, um, I wasn't too sure about how I felt about the team at the very beginning when they played their exhibition game against Northern Arizona. Right. But um, clearly, you know, because I felt like, you know, maybe Northern Arizona is better than what I thought, but I, I feel like, you know, that team should have beaten Northern Arizona by like 25-plus. I feel like yep. we should have blew them out the water, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, but it's something I got I got to remind myself and that I have to remind a lot of other college basketball fans too. Um, basketball is not like football to where, it no. is, you know, the skill gap is so like highly massive unless it's literally like bottom bucket D1 versus top tier D1, like, you know, blue bloods like Kentucky, Kansas versus like North Dakota State or something in basketball. Right. Then, it, then you might see like 20 point, 25 point victory. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the same as football to where it's just like outclassing people. Like, you yeah. know, you watch Ohio State versus Rutgers or something like that. You guys get what I'm saying. Like, it, the outclassing is just not as high in basketball. And I just got to remind myself that sometimes even these uh, these lower end D1 teams, like, they're, they're still going to come to play. Right. But, I mean, that one point lost to Gonzaga, like, it, it showed me this team's fight. It, it showed me how, I mean, that they mm-hmm. – what their potential is. And then they – you know, come in and they beat Kentucky. Was that Tuesday? A couple days yep. ago, they beat Kentucky in double overtime. Mm. I can't even remember the last time I've watched Michigan State in this lifetime of my. Just, I mean, you know, I mean, it's possibility it's happened. I mean, I'm 27, so you know, still quite a few years to remember now at this point. But right. I, I mean, I've witnessed them beat Duke and Kentucky now in big games. And Man. growing up in high school, teenager, like that never happened. Like we weren't, we couldn't beat Duke and Kentucky and the Butlers and teams like that. Like we couldn't do it. Now as like grown man, I'm seeing it. I'm just like, wow. Like is this is why we've kept Izzo for all these years. I know, right? That's very true. As much uh, crap as we give Izzo, I mean. He is just—I don't know, man. He's improved to me. I don't know what—I don't know what get what did it for him, but I've been questioning his coaching, his coaching methods for years. And what I seen in Kentucky, that Kentucky game was, you know, his years of coaching just put out on the table. Mm-hmm. He totally outcoached uh, Calipari. Yes, he did. Which was, which is, I—I I don't get to say that much often for Izzo that. Izzo out coached somebody. That inbounds play, uh, I think it was for the to go to. I think it might have been to go to second overtime. It was to go. To, it was supposed play. to go to Hogar, and he slipped. I think is what I'm recalling. He slipped, and they got still got the ball out, and then they managed to get it. They kind of threw like a little like a hail mary pass to. I think it was Tyson Walker, and then oh, Tyson, yeah. it, Tyson came was, up and uh, gave it to Hall, and Malik Hall just yeah. took it in. Right. 
but it was designed that way. No, Hogarth did not slip. It was a uh, Hauser slip. Oh, okay, which yeah, caused yeah, his man, his man right. to go go down. But yeah, the design of Hogarth coming, you know, out of bounds with Tyson Walker, then Tyson Walker passing it back to Hogarth, which made which made an opening go that way, which is. Which was amazing. I've never seen that play before. I don't know. What, first off, I guess Izzo has not, has not had to be in this type of position before to actually do that play. But in my mind, I'm like, damn, Izzo, like, you could do this this whole – in my mind, I'm like, damn, Izzo, you could do this the whole time. Like, I didn't know you were this good as a as an X's and O's guys. And, you know, it really showed, you know, heavily last game that, you know, he is a really smart X's and O's guy. So he's, he's, I've never had to say that before in my lifetime about Izzo. So I'm happy to see this type of, uh, you know, coaching excellence being displayed for Izzo, you know? Credited to um, uh, Spartan, Ma- Spartan uh, Mag podcast. Credit to those guys over there. I don't know if you've watched them or not before. Well, they're pretty good. They do a lot of Spartan coverage. They, I was listening to them about this, and they made a mention of seeing that play in a game from many many years back and i don't even know if it was michigan state who ran it i Mm. think it was i know i believe they said indiana was involved in the game but it was some i i don't know if it was michigan state who ran the play but somebody ran a very very similar play they said and pulled it out and they were just um it might have been Michigan State against Indiana and Tom Mizzo. They thought maybe Tom Mizzo would save that for later in the season, like Big Ten tournament or, you know, Big Ten tournament championship game, whatever, maybe in the NCAA tournament. Not this early in the season, but I kind of I kind of agree with the call to make it because you want to give these boys confidence. This year, if we yeah. have a chance to beat a team like Kentucky or a team like Gonzaga, Villanova, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, whatever, like we have to, have to, take the opportunity to get those early season wins and give the guys confidence. Damn right. Give those guys confidence right now. That's a good team, a very well-disciplined team, very well-skilled team. Give them all the confidence in the world. That way, when it comes down to the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament, they're not shaking. Nope. Oh, no, they definitely won't be. Not after this. They're not shaking. They're not worried. They're not concerned. They're ready. They are absolutely ready. This is going to be the most. Man, this might I'm be excited the most, to watch this team. Opinion. Exactly, me too. I'm just like, man, this is probably the most anticipated like team. I'm I'm actually ready to see. And the thing is, I still don't believe that they'll win the actual national championship, even though I think that they have a great chance of doing that. I just think that uh, I'm just looking for them to just improve and and develop i'm looking for development this season that's what i in my mind that's how i was uh grading this team at the beginning i was just looking for them to develop i didn't expect them to be this good i didn't expect them to be uh to come from uh, uh be within one point of beating gonzaga and i didn't expect them to be kentucky oh no not in, you know not in this saying? type of fashion and not like how this just the way it played out like we're just as michigan state fans we're just we're kind of like um in a sense, Michigan State for basketball, we're kind of like, we're kind of like how, um, how do I put this? We're kind of like how uh, Ohio State was in the early 2000s, 2010s, and a little bit of 11s before Urban Meyer got there to where they would, you know, Ohio State would run the Big Ten, go to their bowl game and lose. As Michigan State fans, we would watch Michigan State dominate the Big Ten, win the Big Ten title, win the Big Ten tournament title, and yep. um, 
and go into the tournament. Uh, go into the tournament and you know get to the elite eight or maybe the final four and lose to like Kentucky or Butler or Duke or something like that. Right. That's what we were that's used what, to seeing. Yeah, yeah, we're used to just seeing the final fours and then that's it, basically. You know, no no title afterwards. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's looks like a new team. This is like a new Izzo. Like this looks uh, like a, a this looks like a a blue blood team school or like a blue blood school team. Like this literally looks like we can go and compete with whoever, whenever. It doesn't matter. Completely agree. And the and the one thing is uh, what I heard at, at the Kentucky game, Dick Vontel said this uh, that Michigan State doesn't have a superstar. They don't have a a one guy running the show type type deal. This is a collective team that has to score collectively. And I and that was displayed versus Kentucky. Very true. We do not have a one-man show. There's not one guy that I can count on to, to hit 30 points a game. None of that stuff. Everybody has to come to play for us to win. So, and that was, that was displayed versus Kentucky. And I can't, you know, I can't get over just how great the team looked versus Kentucky. And Gonzaga. Forget it. We looked absolutely amazing versus Gonzaga. First yes, off, yes, we did. Fuck Gonzaga. We should have beat him. Period. <laughs> Period. Um, but speaking of confidence, the X factor to me on this team, and I'm pretty sure it's your guy too, Maddie Sissoku. Oh, absolutely. I want to know, have you first off, did you see this coming? And um and or um have you ever seen a player in end time Izzo era? go from point A to point B quite like this. Come from nowhere to dominant in the Big Ten out of nowhere. I, uh, to answer the second part, no. I don't think I ever have. I At least I can't recall it. I don't believe I ever have. However, to answer the first part of it, did I see it coming? I seen it there last year. And I even seen it there when he was a little bit of a freshman. I mean, the man's got great size. He can yes, sit there and body people out. I just thought he needed to harness his skill a little bit. I thought if he just puts in the work, harness his skill a little bit, he's gonna be out there dominating people. I just had little. I had little to no doubt he was. So I just thought, you know, I thought maybe you know he might play this year and then he'll probably come back his senior year, and then that's when he'll pop off. But I did not expect him to pop off this year the way he has so far. I did not expect I'm, that. I expected some improvement, but I did not expect him to go like, okay, just, if he keeps this up, he's going to be an NBA prospect. Exactly, and I believe he is. That is the scary part about it. Uh, because, I, I, you know, in my selfish way, my selfish way, I want Maddie Sissoku to come back next year because we have such a dominant recruiting class coming in. Oh man. I want him I want him to stay so bad. But I know Izzo is not gonna do him a disservice and, and, and be like, Yeah, you can go and be a top fifteen pick. But I really want you to come back and stay, you know what I'm saying? Cause you don't know he might come back and get hurt and never be able to play in the NBA. So the boy if the if the boy can actually, you know, become that type of a you know, lottery pick type guy. And then should we, you know, we might well enjoy Madison Soku while he's still here, Michigan State fans, because you know this might be it for him. And if he keeps if he continues this, he's out of here. Ain't no way else. I, I, we can't keep him. So, boy, you got your chance to go get your money, brother. Go get your money. Nobody's gonna hold go you get, back from that. Go get the money. 
Nobody go is get, going to hold you like, back. Like Lil Russell, like Lil Russell was saying, nigga, go get that bag. Mm. You know? Gotta go get that bag. Go do what you gotta do, bro. Ain't nobody going, ain't nobody ever going to tell you no. Yeah. So what, so, else he, what else he got? What else he got for me? Oh, uh, I mean, Maddie says Uncle do what he needs to do. Um, I seen it a little bit. I think I texted you about this too after the first couple games. Um, uh, I think especially after the uh, after the Gonzaga game, AJ Hogart. I mean, I'm I'm I mean, call me crazy, but I, I'm seeing. I'm I'm just slightly seeing. I mean, I gotta I, I mean I gotta see it in the note in the Villanova game tomorrow a little bit. Um, from what little bit I'm gonna be able to catch, I will be busy working a lot. I'll try mm-hmm. to catch the majority as or at least as much as I can. But anyways, I'm seeing a little tiny bit of uh, kind of the same thing with Cassius. Now, I don't know if you can think back to Cassius' his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cassius was that great his sophomore year. Um, that was the team with Cassius, Miles Bridges, and Jared Jackson Jr. And I felt like that team just had a lot of talent on it. They just couldn't get it together. They couldn't right. figure out what they needed to do. So... Um, Cassius was, you know, he showed a little tiny, tiny bit of promise and did okay. There were certain things he did right, but he just couldn't get it together. And then he comes off his junior year, pops off, and then we beat Duke in the tournament. And then we all seen what Cassius was doing his senior year before COVID shut everything down. Yep. We seen exactly what we knew. We knew Michigan State was going to run the Big Ten in 2021. Or 2020, I'm sorry. Yeah. We knew that uh, Michigan State was going to run the Big Ten tournament and win the title and go right into the uh, NCAA tournament hot. We all knew that. Yeah, that was going to happen. So I'm seeing a little bit of that with AJ Hogarth where he's able, where he's going to the bucket and he's able to, uh, he's able to get those easy buckets. Still not the world's greatest shooter. Right. But I think he's he's pushing the bucket. He's getting, he's, you know, he's getting, he's distributing the ball like a good point guard's supposed to do. And he's, uh, he's getting to the basket like he needs to. Completely agree with you. I believe that's true. Uh, AJ Hogarth. It is not a little bit. He reminds me a lot, especially with the ball handling. Mm-hmm. His ball handling skills are very similar to Cassius Winston, and his and his assist ability, the way he passes the ball, is just like him as well. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I, the one thing I, I will say that I, um, the only thing, the only thing that I, in my mind that I'm concerned about is the depth of the bigs on this team. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of fans had concerns about that. I have a big concern with Jackson Collier coming off the bench as a, as a big-time freshman and playing center. I didn't. That was the biggest. He is the biggest liability defensively that I've ever seen at Michigan State. And to put him at center as a freshman, I believe it was just. He, I guess, I guess, um, Izzo had to do it, but uh, he didn't. He's not going to do this this kid a, a, a service by putting him in the in there with the wolves because he's clearly just not ready. And you know, I I I'd rather him be a power forward and be a stretch forward because that's what he's good at. But to put him in the block, Izzo is doing him a disservice by putting him in the block. Let him go, man. And plus, they need to get him the ball offensively because he's a better offensive guy than he's a defensive guy. But other than that, also, you know, you got Carson Cooper, another freshman. It's just, it's it's Maddie Sissoku or bust. If Maddie Sissoku gets hurt or uh, fouls out of a game, 
were kind of fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> In a little bit uh, of trouble. It's just, there's nothing coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Um, Joey Hauser stepped stepped up uh, versus Kentucky, so maybe he could you know he could help out with Malik Hall. But other than that, man, it's 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 looking real sleek, man. It is. I mean, I think this is probably like the out of all of the classes that um, Tom Izzo has had for all the bigs, it's definitely probably the weakest. Yeah, I, he knows that. He knows that. Yeah, I think he knows that as well. It's a little, it's a little on the weaker side, but I mean, you know, I, I feel like Tom Izzo's teams have always been better. Like uh, again, to quote the Spartan Mag guys, um, I think that uh, Tom Izzo has always had a better luck when um, he's got good guard teams. Teams I that agree are ran by the ran by really efficient guards. Yeah, we got some great ones, I believe so for sure. Well, I do want to know how do you see this season going? Now that you've gotten these three games, you know, Northern Arizona, you got the Gonzaga game, and you got the Kentucky game. How do you see this team doing going forward? Where would where would they end up at the end of the season in the Big Ten? In the Big Ten, I think they run the table, win the Big Ten regular season title, and they win the tournament title. I'm not saying that any other Big Ten teams, especially our interstate rival, them uh, scum Michigan fans, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that the teams won't come to play and won't make it challenging, but I just can't see Michigan State taking too many losses this year. Not uh, with the way okay. this team's playing against some of the, uh, well, essentially, what, the number two team and the fourth-ranked team. Kentucky was ranked four, weren't they? Yes, they were ranked four. Kentucky was ranked four, and Zaga was number two in the country, so I can't see with the way they played against them. I cannot see this team failing miserably against the right. Big Ten at all, even though the Big Ten has some very tough teams in, yes, in the conference. But I just cannot see this team failing. I feel you. I feel you. I, I, I concur because we have so many, we have so many, we have so much talent that is really, you know, coming to play, man. You got Malik Hall hitting 20. You have Joey Hauser hitting 20. If Joey Hauser plays like that every fucking game he's going to the league like i'm i i, I that is that is incredible joy hauser finally had his breakout game and we saw the potential of what tom izzo saw from him that's why he went and got him from marquette so um to see that come to fruition was amazing to me to see tyson walker hitting big shots down the stretch and in overtime. That is incredible. Absolutely that is. is. The, the confidence booster that I've seen from him, where he wasn't afraid to take the shot. That's all right. You know what? When he missed that jumper, uh, uh, before we went into overtime, that was still a good shot. And I'm glad he took it because I think last year he would be afraid to take it. Because he would be afraid of missing. But... And he missed this one, but I believe that will go in. Tyson Walker will hit a last-second buzzer beater for us this season. He is that is the confident guy that I won't take in the shot at the last the last second shot. Mm -hmm. So that's the guy, and I like I like Aikens too. And Aikens is gonna have his breakout moment pretty soon as well. The guard play is very good. We look like a to be honest with you. Let me tell you, we look like a what Villanova really looked like. You know, in previous years, they're very guard heavy. 
they really didn't have a real big man that was dominant or nothing like that, but they had guards that could control the ball and control, you know, the game, basically. And that's how they won. I believe that is going to be the recipe for Michigan State success. Uh, I can't I can't disagree with that statement. Uh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, it's early. It's only three games in the season. We still got Villanova tomorrow. It's going to tell us a lot more about the team. But, I mean, we've had two top five matchups. Yes. Back to back of each other. Like, I'm, granted, I understand that they weren't necessarily like home and away, away home games, whatever it may be. But like, dude, like you're still talking about Kentucky and Gonzaga, two of the most accomplished basketball programs that there are. Yep. Big time. And like, there's, and there's no doubt. And you should have beat them both. <sighs> yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Still stings a little bit, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all, right. it's, it's, it's all growing. Guess what? These games, these games kind of matter, but kind of don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if it really comes down to it, you know? So, all Michigan State got to do is just improve, man. Just just continue to play, keep chopping, and keep getting better. And, and, and by tournament time, this team should be a well-oiled machine. So. And the great thing about it is that most people don't realize is that we don't even have Keon Coleman on the team right now. I know. Keon I Coleman's can't still wait. playing I can't football. wait for him to get back. Cannot wait for him to get on the court. Uh, if Izzo decides to play him, which I that's, think he will, man. That's true. He's a, he's a size guy. He, in my mind, he, he's kind of similar to Malik Hall. So if you need a guy to, uh, you know, to bang in there in the paint a little bit, Keon Coleman can do it. He got some hops. So, hey, I put him in there. But shoot, I mean, hell, let's see what's going to happen. I mean, Villanova's up next. Uh, they, uh, so far, Vegas has has his favorite by five and a half, uh, which is true. I believe we should beat uh, Villanova. Um, but hopefully everybody comes to play, man. If they play like Kentucky, I don't see them losing. Like you said, I see them dominating the Big Ten, and, and you know, we can win the regular season tournament and the, and the uh, postseason tournament. So I'm ready for it. I'm ready, too. But transitioning a little bit here into the uh, the football, mm-hmm. uh, we got Indiana coming up this week. Uh, this is yeah, our bowl eligible game. Since we, yeah. Uh, since we got away with a win against Rutgers last week. Well, not necessarily got away. We went in there. We beat Rutgers. We handled our business. Yeah. We did what we needed to do. They kind of slacked off there in the end a little bit. But overall, yeah, they, hand, right. they, handed, they handled what they needed to handle. So um, this is the yeah. bowl game right here. Because, I mean, if we lost to Rutgers, I, I'd have absolutely zero faith that we would have been able to make a bowl. But um, we right. can beat Indiana here, become bowl eligible, and then after that we got a top 25 matchup in Penn State, which I'm not sure we're going to beat Penn State this year, but, you know, we'll keep high hopes up. But just focusing on Indiana a little bit here, I mean, recent years we haven't really struggled with them too, too badly. It's been kind of closer games, but we've been able to pull it out. I mean, we beat them last year. Yeah. Right, we did play them last year, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, we played them I'm last year. I'm pretty sure we played them, but yeah, we beat them. Yeah, yeah, we, right. yeah, we, we played, we played in the end. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. K, I mean, K nine, of course. K dub three. You know, it is what it is. He was. Uh, I mean, we still won the bowl game without him. So, <laughs> shout out Pittsburgh. True. <laughs> shout out Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, um, bowl eligible. I believe we should beat Indiana. Um. Indiana's not afraid to throw the ball, so that's the only thing that kind of concerns me. But uh, with Xavier Henderson uh, back from injury, uh, 
and the communication in the secondary has gotten better, which means the coverage has gotten better. I believe we can uh, we can still do some things. I'm looking for us to get a couple of turnovers that are really swing the momentum on, in our favor, and uh, I expect us to, to get a dub and uh, and become bowl eligible. And that would be a hell of a turnaround compared to what the season looked like at the beginning, man. And According so to uh, ESPN Analytics right now, they got us at an 83.9% chance of winning. Indiana is 3-7 and seven overall and 1-6 and six in the Big Ten. So. so, yeah, they might just give up and just give us the damn victory. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be even better. That would be even better. But, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Mel Tucker for um, correcting the course, man. You know, it's funny how the, the that, that tunnel incident just – spark something in us and you know we just finding ways to win now you know so uh man shouts out to mel tucker and uh the coaching staff for you know holding everybody in man and this they think could have been off the rails very quickly this team could have just given up i mean not uh, wanting to play anymore absolutely so, absolutely i agree with that they, they could have just given in walked away and said no nah, we're not going to do this anymore um exactly. what i what i have noticed though is that uh you know since that you know that whole incident went down which i mean by the way which we haven't even actually had a chance to talk about that um i know it's been a little it's been a couple weeks now everybody's kind of moved past it um yeah. michigan i'm gonna just straight this straightforward straight up because i've had a lot of people you know tag me on social media asking my opinion about it over the last couple weeks um Michigan's not 100% innocent in that situation. Um, their 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 guy had no reason to even be going into the locker room right away after that game while all of our people are trying to get off the field. I mean, exactly. let our guy, let our people get off the field, get in the locker room. Easy. And then, um, then you can go in there, man. Like, there's no need for you to be in that freaking that pile like that like why would you even i mean it's here i'll use this example this is going to go off the rails a little bit here but if you walk into the hood with thirty thousand dollars in cash in your pocket and you get robbed are the criminals a hundred percent at fault by law, by, yes. That's by, law. That's by, by law, yes. But I, I, uh, the police going to look at you and be like, well, what were you doing? Right. Why were you walking yeah, around the hood with $30,000 in your pocket? Yeah. Why were you walking yeah, in, why are you walking around in a poor in a poor environment with $30,000 in your pocket in cash? That don't make no yeah. sense. Why would you yeah, do that? You're supposed to know better. You're supposed to know better in that. Exactly. That. And that's just common sense stuff. So that just goes into that. It's common sense. Don't do that. It's a rivalry game. In-state rivalry. This rivalry is heated up over the past 10 years. Like, Big what are you time. doing, bro? Get away from there. Don't do that. Wait till they're all in there and then go. And by the way, he was walking up there and skipping. You know he was running his mouth. Oh, yeah. You know he was running his mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on now. You he know he was, he was, you know he he was running his mouth. For no reason. So, come oh, on now. Oh, yeah. You know he was. Out there talking he, shit, running his mouth, doing what he was doing. So, yes, he got what? in trouble. He did what he did. Yeah. My, you're right. It, Go ahead. I'm a man. Well, what happened? And what happened is what happened. He found out. He went in there, but you know he was running his mouth. You know, ha ha, y'all suck. Whatever that, you know, all that stuff. And he was by himself, which is the dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. You go to the band, do that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, bro. It's fifty you, of us versus you, bro. You're not gonna win this at all. 
How you gonna sit here and run up, pull up to? How you gonna pull up to a gang fight and not have your boys at your back? <laughs> at all, bro. You got his uh, big cast up. Like you had, by like yourself. you had the whole rest of the team behind you, and you was by yourself, man. You ain't no by Captain yourself. America. These these athletes, man. You gotta relax. You are not Captain America. You ain't and Iron Man. You thumped. ain't Superman. You ain't Batman, bro. You ain't taking on fifty people. Plenty of them just got mollywopped. Two of them guys got just humble. Mm. Now. Mm-hmm. What happened is what happened, and it, it is disgusting. I didn't, I didn't like to see what I saw. I mean, no, of course not. You don't want to see you guys was, doing that stuff. I didn't see you no know, the, the throwing of the helmet, the hitting the, that that is unacceptable. That's assault. That is crazy, and yeah, that is. <laughs> and the person that did it didn't even get on the field, so I'm still just baffled by why the hell he did that. But you know, that person won't ever be in you know at the school anymore, so. And I think everybody that got suspended, I believe, is going to be, you know, for the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure because I Michigan State don't need no more bad publicity, you know, after the uh, Larry Larry Nasser, uh that whole that whole debacle. We don't need no more bad publicity. So it is what it is. But hey, it's it's brought the team together. They're starting to win now. So I can't be, you know, I can't, you know, we're not going to dwell on that. I mean, it is what it is. It happened. But hey, we still win it. We about to be bowl eligible. I mean, you, I mean, to be honest with you, man, since that incident, I mean, the defense has looked a little bit better. So I don't know. Maybe we got rid of some bad apples on the defense that were causing a lot of issues, you know, other than obviously, the, obviously the man, Jacoby Winman. I mean, he was tearing yeah. it up and he was doing what he needed to do. So it was very upset to see him go. But as for everybody else, you know, <clears throat> Angelo Gross, I mean, we good to go. Oh, my God. I'm so happy he was out. Oh, I wanted him to be the one to hit. I'm like, please. Yeah, I mean, Make since sure Angelo Gross has been suspended and whatnot, not out there covering in secondary the second. I mean, even Amir Speed has looked like he's gotten a little bit better. He sure did. Ain't that something? He looked like Ain't he that. has gotten a little bit better. He's out there actually deflecting the ball away and making plays on the ball. Like, he's doing what he needs to do, and it's very, very impressive. Yeah, man. You heard, you heard what I said. Mm. I, got, I got tired of seeing the back of his damn jersey mm. getting beat. And then being 10 yards off his goddamn man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When he's just gonna run a five yard slant and kill you all game, like come on now, he had to understand that. But I'm I'm happy to see uh, the improvement from uh, Amir Speed as well. But yeah, Angelo Gross had to go. He was not a cover secondary guy at all, and I don't know why he was out there. I'm still to this day, Scotty Hazleton and Mel Tucker could never convince me that Angelo Gross was just a was just that uh, that secondary guy that just had to be out there. So, you know. Proving them that, you know, they really don't know their own personnel, clearly, because I can tell them a whole lot more, but they won't listen, you know? Um, I tell you, I just, you know, talk about him just for half a second. I mean, I, I knew it was bad when I watched um, when I watched that play in, uh, in overtime against Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, I think it was the first overtime against Wisconsin, and they went and they snapped the um, – they snapped the ball, and I watched Angelo Gross the way he lined up on his guy. And mm-hmm. then as soon as they snapped the ball and the guy made one move, one cut, I was like, oh, that's a touchdown. I think I was watching it with somebody, too. And I said, that's a touchdown right there. What are you talking about? I was like, watch. Sure enough, Whoa. Wisconsin quarterback throws it left side of the field. Angelo Gross's guy, wide open, boom, touchdown. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
Sounds about right. You're right. I I seen it too. You're right. So mm, yeah, I mean, mm, 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 mm. I just watched it. I I said, watch. He's gonna cut across the middle of the field, and Angela Gross gonna be about three yards behind him. Yep, sure <laughs> is. Damn. He was. He just. He just. He didn't have it in him, man. I don't nope. know what to tell. Him. He didn't have it in him. So. So, but your boy, uh, what's his name, Kimbrough? Kimbrough's Kimbrough ain't doing too bad. Kimbrough's out there making hits and tackling. Yeah, Esther Kimbrough's out there doing what he needs to do. I mean, uh, he he was the forgotten man, but he's you know he in my mind, he was better than Kimbrough. Oh, not not Kimbrough, but he was better than Grow. He was better than Grow. As far as coverage goes, I mean, shit. I was I'm surprised that he didn't get an, a, a a fair shot, but you know he's getting it now. So just you know. Take advantage of the opportunity that they're giving you. So, and he's doing that. So I'm happy. Absolutely. I'm happy. It's all gonna work itself out. It's all gonna work itself out, man. So, hey, man, keep chopping, man. Just keep chopping and and, and please beat, uh, beat Indiana, man, and and become Bell Bowl eligible. And uh, we'll have a we'll have a fighting chance versus Penn State. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, know, yeah, gotta... even and even in, during some of the bad teams we've had, we still had somewhat of a fighting chance against Penn State. So, yeah, and Let's I, see. I just read. I just read on Twitter that um, Trey Mosley is coming back next year, so that's pretty big for us as well. I like that. Trey Mosley, he's going to be a senior now. Yep. Isn't it? Yeah, he's going to be a senior. That's good. Yeah, we got him coming back. We'll have Keon Coleman on the team next yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have maybe this tight end, these tight end that transferred a little more developed. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I say give Peyton another shot. We'll see what happens. I mean, unless Catton beats him out. If they even if, if they even give him an opportunity to do that, beat him out. Like, I don't think you give him an opportunity. Yeah. I think well, Mel Tucker gave uh, Peyton the opportunity to beat out um, Russo? beat out uh, no 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 uh, uh, uh Rocky Jesus. He gave Peyton and the he, opportunity to beat out Rocky, and he, some somehow he couldn't do it. Well, you know, oh, I mean, last game. Well, I no, mean, he they, they eventually did put him in the last game once they realized it's like, yeah, okay, like we're not doing anything this season. So I guess they probably just chalked it at that point. But you know, I mean, come on, man, I could throw better than Rocky Lombardi. I know damn well Payne throwing was throwing better balls in practice. I, I think one of the problems was too, if I'm remembering correctly, somebody in Spartan. Uh, Somebody out there in Spartan Nation can uh, correct me if I was wrong on this too, but I think it had a lot to do with the maturity thing from Peyton. And that's why he wasn't starting over Rocky in the very beginning, at least. It had a lot to do with um, with maturity. Okay. had a lot to do with uh, his maturity and the way he went about doing things. So I was like, yeah, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad it, I'm glad it all worked itself out. But uh, uh, there's a Me couple too. of times where Peyton was struggling, and I'm just like, "Come on now!" Like, hell, if Noah Kim was showing us flashes of of good stuff at the you know at the beginning when he, when he got his opportunity to do so, uh, and for him when Peyton Thorne struggled, we just stuck with it. I didn't understand that. I still don't understand that. And it's going to cause one of these guys to transfer. And I, that's one thing I don't want to do. I, this is the one thing I don't want to happen. This is my scenario that it, that cannot happen. If Peyton Thorne stays, which I'm pretty sure he is, because he's not going to be good enough to get drafted. No. Um, not this uh, time that, around, at least. That Cattenhauser that, that, uh, will transfer to go get him some playing time. But mm-hmm. 
But then you got Noah Kim, who I don't know. I I don't know if he's going to be a junior. I hope he's going to be a junior next year. Yeah, he's going to be a junior. He's sophomore this year. That it helps him get you know developed and whatnot. But we missed out on that opportunity with Cat Hauser, who was a you know very good quarterback coming out of uh, high school. So I'm just like you know, especially when Mel Tucker finally got a pretty good prospect. Yeah, coming out of high school. So for you to have that guy transfer. For this guy who's, in my opinion, average, an average quarterback, and you got a potential stud, but you just sitting him and you're playing this 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 average quarterback, it it won't make sense to me to lose out on what you just gained to keep something that you didn't even he didn't recruit Peyton Thorne. Nope. This is what I'm trying to figure out where the loyalty lies at. Peyton Thorne was not recruited by you Mel Tucker you owe him nothing at this point so if I if you see somebody better in practice than what Peyton Thorne is showing you ride that get your guy yeah I, we need to see your guys perform absolutely that's whatever that's what everybody's concerned right now if the one they want to talk about his contract how much money he's making and whatnot and then we're like, hey, we need to see when Tucker, when you know, if Tuck coming, Tuck, you can be here. You can you can put your guys in that you've recruited, and you can play them as young as they are, and just wait on it. Come on, I mean, I'm down for it. But I listen, Peyton Thorne gonna throw a big wrench in all of this for me. And Peyton Thorne is not gonna come back to Michigan State to ride the bench. I'm just letting y'all know this now. He's not gonna come back his senior year and be like. Yeah, I just got beat out by uh, Noah Kim or Kattenhauser. Nah, he will, he'll transfer probably to Western Michigan to play with his dad. I hope so. Hell, Jaden Reed's going to be out of here. So he won't yeah, have Reed going, target to those two. Jaden going to the league, so. Or, or he could just leave and be like, you know what? I'm going to the XFL. He'd be great over there. I'm telling you. I'd, I'd think Jaden need to go to the NFL or at least try it, man. I mean, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Jaden. I'm talking about uh, Peyton Thorne. Oh, you mean Peyton? Peyton. Okay. Peyton yeah, Thorne yeah, yeah. leaves. He can go to the XFL and be a pretty good prospect. But yeah, I just need, I just don't want to see Peyton Thorne. I'm sorry to say this. I've seen all I need to see, and it's not impressive to me. And we need we need dynamic quarterbacks in order to win. The my the best quarterback I've ever seen in Michigan State history was uh, Connor Cook. Oh, absolutely. And Peyton Thorne is not Connor Cook. Nope. So, in, in my mind, we need a Connor Cook to win the Big Ten. <laughs> we don't have the quarterback to win the Big Ten. Therefore, we need to find the quarterback that can help us win the Big Ten. Peyton Thorne is not going to be that quarterback. I don't care what he does in the offseason. I don't care nothing about that. There's better quarterbacks out there that can help this team win. And we need a dynamic quarterback, period. Payne Thorne is just not dynamic enough. He's good enough to win some games, but we talking about that game. We need to, we need him to win the Ohio State game. We don't have the quarterback that can beat Ohio State. So I that's we it. Don't. That's it. Go find the quarterback that can beat Ohio State, and you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself a champion. That's it. Find one that can do it more than once, too. Exactly. Please do. You probably got one on the bench. You just scared to play him. But we're gonna find out. Everything gonna everything gonna come out. 
Soon enough. Shoot, we're gonna find out. Gonna play out. We're gonna find out. We're gonna be here, and everybody else is gonna be here too. We're all excited for it. We got a bright future. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Keep it going. Keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. But yeah, um, you got anything else other than that? Dude, I'm good. I think we got everything out of subject. I mean, we've been away for a little while, so we've had a lot of things to cover here. It's a little bit longer episode. We had to go over some things oh, that yeah. in the past, and then you know, now that we're in the present, future. Yeah, yeah. I definitely but did, but I think we, yeah. I think we're good to go. You know, Spartan Nation. I mean, you know, we got a lot to look forward to for football. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of possibility. We just got to get through this kind of, uh, you know mediocre season that's going on here i mean we got to remember right. you know we're like we are you know a lot of us are spoiled michigan state fans i mean yeah you know, if there is a such thing as that you know we've we've seen we've seen greatness from d'antonio for so long like i mean obviously we know towards the end of his career you know it wasn't the greatest you know i mean he stayed bowl eligible pretty much yep for the most part but like we know it wasn't the greatest. Uh-huh. Absolutely not. But, you know, the years that he was great, he was great. Like, he was great. excellent. He did Absolutely. what he needed to do. I mean, he won a couple Big Ten titles and, you know, beat Ohio State three times. You know, it's not an easy feat. There's not, I mean, as far as the history of Big Ten coaches go, you know, in the modern football era, there's not very many coaches that can sit here and say that they've beaten Ohio State three times. Yeah, we're absolutely right. Really, anybody, I can't even think so. But, I mean, I got nothing else. I think we're good to go. We're good. We're good, definitely. Just uh, ready for them to uh, play Villanova tomorrow. Be definitely watching that game and, Rolling them all for sure. And then Saturday is Indiana. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's get it. I'm ready. This is going to be a great weekend. I'm ready too. All right. But other than that, stay tuned. Uh, go follow us on uh, Twitter, Spartan Dogs Podcast. Uh, Devin, go ahead and hit him with your Twitter. Oh, man. It's Halon Official. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's all the same. And uh, West Coast Rail, uh, for me, that is my Twitter, Instagram, Snap, everything. That is everything for me as well. So uh, with that being said, uh, stay tuned for the next episode, probably next week sometime. Uh, so just stay tuned. We're going to put this out pretty soon. And uh, we're just going to be having fun this weekend watching uh, MSU basketball and football. So go green. Go white.